Welcome to the How I Went Viral podcast. This show will tell you how to write better LinkedIn posts so that your ideal reader can see and read more of you. Every week, one LinkedIn author shares their strategies and tactics so that you can learn how to write better posts, and you will learn the background story behind their viral posts. Your host is the Hollywood-trained film script analyst, entrepreneur, and LinkedIn influencer, Simon Chapuzo. Hey, Enrico, cool to have you on this brand new series of LinkedIn Post Gone Viral. Thank you for making time, and I'm very excited to hear your story of your LinkedIn posting and the viral post. So we're going to talk about two things. One is your LinkedIn game up to the point where you had the viral post. I'd love to hear how the whole, what is your thinking and what you've sort of discovered posting-wise what works, what doesn't work for you. And then the second part or the second question is really, what, how did this viral post happen and how did it sort of like change your life and um, the world for you? So, well, first of all, thanks for having me. I was always on LinkedIn writing a bit about what I did. I'm passionate about leadership. I'm passionate about helping others to, to become leaders. And so I was posting about a bit of motivational stuff. I was doing a lot of videos, but then I found that videos were very time consuming. So I start writing and I start uh, studying copywriting. I start reading from other people that are into copywriting, into marketing and there's actually a lot more on Twitter about this stuff than on LinkedIn, strangely. So I also try to learn how to marketer or copyright, write the hook and how, you know, the, the, the slide. I read a couple of books about copywriting. I, I follow people that have large following with that use storytelling. And I like storytelling. So uh, I started creating little story from my own experience, hoping that people would resonate with them because I truly believe that since mankind started probably talking around the fire, we start telling each other story. My mom, when I was little, she would tell me the story of Ulysses and my dad would read me Pinocchio. So I was born with these stories, especially Greek mythology. My mom was a professor, a classic professor. So she would tell me all these stories. So for me, story always resonate. And I think they resonate with people. Uh, those started to do I think good for me, you know, I had 3,500 followers and I had views and like, and, but I found that people were not really engaging, not commenting. So I did what people said that you should do to be consistent. So I started posting every day, you know, consistently and not worrying about the views and the post. I always thought I have a story to tell. I think it's an interesting story. Quite frankly, I don't care what other people think. It's a free platform and I can do whatever I want. So I kept doing that because I'm passionate about learning. So I was learning to communicate better than I was communicating before. And then I noticed this post from various mega influencer people with over half a million followers, and they have their picture with a couple of sentences. And of course, for me, talking about leadership, it's important. And so I said, well, in every story, there's a villain and there's a hero. Star Wars, The Lord of the Rings, Toy Story even. I said, okay, in my world, the hero is the leader and the bosses are the villain. And especially in these days where quiet quitting is kind of a thing. So I don't like quiet quitting. I, I hate the term. I said it on, on different posts. I think it's more like a silent rebellion. People decide, I don't care. Whether you fire me or not, I'm going to just milk it until it goes. Anyway, 
and some people in those posts tell me, oh, why Boston leader? Why you're so divisive? I think people don't understand that these are archetypes. I do not believe that the boss, which is the bad person, exists and it's a bad person. So when I write about that, I'm thinking about the narrative. And so I said, what is a heavy word? What is a feeling that people feel when they are not valued at work, when their boss are not happy, etc.? And I thought, well, when I was in that situation, I felt anxious. I felt anxiety. So I use bosses create anxiety. And then I put something else. I don't remember, to be honest with you, because I did a few of these. But And then I counteracted with what leaders do. And that resonated with a lot of people. I think because it's a story in two lines. Villain and there's a hero. I read in this book, Ogil on advertising. Ah, yeah, yeah. That's one of my favorites favorite books it's amazing you know he says that when he was in school they would write something and then rewrite it rewrite until it's two sentences so i thought about the book i read i said okay i can write something about boss and leader how do i condense it in two sentences and that's where mm. those posts that more than one went viral actually that, that they were born like that yeah you have a and whole then, series uh, around yeah, this so, theme of bosses and leaders i think also, when you try to build your brand, and, and this, I've never been a marketer, but I was in product management for three years. So I did study some marketing. And again, I'm no marketer. I had a team of marketers that would support me, but you learn something, right? And I think if you post every day, if you once per week give your audience something which is completely different, but also very memorable, very relatable, then they, they keep expecting that. It's a bit like, you know, Nike or Coca-Cola. That's how you create your brand, by repeating the same message over and over again. I think eventually people will get tired. People get tired of the same things. But for now, it's still working. And again, those posts are a story in two lines with a good guy and a bad guy. That's what they are. I noticed you have a very nice mix of different posts. You like to do videos. You, I think, invest some thought into the videos. It's not just like sort of a random speaking guy, but sort of there's always a nice twist to that. Actually, those videos are quite old now. I produce them. In fact, some are taken in Dubai, some in Malaysia. But again, that was a, I started doing video during COVID when I was in quarantine. So I had plenty of time and nowhere to go. And again, the way you do it, you look at, I uh, think you can relate. You told me about uh, your background a bit. Uh, so you look at on YouTube, there's plenty of material, Hitchcock, Tarantino, how do they create a scene? How do they set, how do they hook people? How do you change, cut the scene, etc. So I tried with little success, of course, but actually there, there was a video that had almost 40,000 views which I've been told is quite rare for LinkedIn, try to tell a story through a video. And I take a lot of inspiration, quite frankly, from Instagram when they have this funny video. For example, when I, there was a viral video of, of, of a girl that kicked a bottle of water, right? And then cut and the bottle hits you. And then I talk about... I saw your video right? with that one. It was funny. <laughs> yeah. And I use also the bottle of water to talk about a leader with uh, full of energy when the bottle is full and... Again, little stories that I'm hoping that some people relate. It's a way to, I'm not an artist, but some creativity is in each one of us, correct? Uh, uh. And, and I think I found during COVID that uh, I was enjoying doing this. And 
again, there's always some learning because to do those things and really know you do it for yourself. You don't do it for the, I, I mean, this is my point of view. I love to learn and then apply my learning and see what works and what doesn't. Yeah. So that's the story of the video. Do you have a specific audience in mind that you write for? I like to write for young leader or people that start managing their team. They feel overwhelmed. Nobody tells them what to do. It's sink or swim. If you've seen my, you know, the, I found one thing with John Wayne to throw the guys in the river, right? And then he needs to swim. It's sink or swim. And certainly I know for a fact, because I managed young leader for 10 years, you feel overwhelmed, you feel anxiety, you're afraid. You, and very rarely you find guidance because you're afraid to go and ask to your boss or your leader mm. for advice because you don't want to seem that you don't know what you're doing, right? So you write from... So, yeah, I write from that perspective. And when I talk about leadership, I don't want to talk about leadership like Simon Sinek or this thinker in Harvard. I'm hoping to provide example. And that's the other content that I, I, I like to write about. Something, a, a little story where together with the team, we, we address a situation and then there's a learning from them. From that, so I'm trying to be very grounded. I don't want to talk about theory or oh, this study says and that study says. Nobody cares about that. Those are very important. Those studies are very important. When you get to an audience like LinkedIn, I'm not trying to convince the, the Harvard professor. Okay. I'm trying to give an actionable tip to people. Hey, I got this problem at work. Tomorrow I'm going to try what Enrico wrote and see if it works. Feels a bit like... I see a relationship between you as someone who's gone through that young leadership role and grown and now at a more mature stage giving back the things that you maybe missed or the advice that you would have hoped for to make that but journey that's exactly less the idea. painful. So it's sort of like a, a virtual relationship or sort of like theoretic no, virtual relationship with your former self. Yeah. Not many, but maybe once per week, I get a message. Hey, this was inspiring. I tried it. It worked. It did not work. And as I said, I'm I'm not here to on LinkedIn to change the world. I've always felt that if I could touch six people around me, then I can go and sleep well at night. You know? I love it because you write from experience. What I see on LinkedIn a lot is people sort of give stilted advice that feels like they've read it in some textbook, but it's not something that they've experienced. It's not really feels authentic. And the other day I was reading about, like thinking about the difference between empathy and sympathy. And uh, empathy is if you, you've been in these shoes, you really understand that. And sympathy is like, okay, from the outside, I can sympathize with that. It's not really something that I've experienced myself. So it sounds very much like you write with empathy because you've been there. And your goal is to, or your, your ambition or your aim is to help these young guys and girls to have a better life with their management. Leadership. Yeah, uh, I hope that transpire from my content because that's what I'm aiming to do. Let's talk about the, the viral post. You already touched a little on that, but I would love to hear more how that came to be. So I, I see that post is part of a series, but that one went viral. You already sort of said a few words how you wrote that. Maybe you can elaborate a little bit further on that. And on like what you saw with people reaching out to you and the feedback and I see of like, what, 6,000 reposts, which is incredible, a thousand comments. 
Tell us yeah. a little about that. Before sending that, my biggest post had uh, 19,000 views. And it was something about, that post was about uh, the famous sentence, you know, uh, people are our best asset. And, and I wrote in that post that I don't think that people should be called asset because asset is a machine, it's a building, and people are not your best asset. People should be called, and I suggested, partner or collaborator or people person. And that was super interesting because people said, oh, but asset in English means also people. Yeah, but you know, the United States of America is not the only place in the world. And if you talk to somebody in Asia or somebody whose English is not as sophisticated as yours, the first thing that comes to mind when you say asset is a physical thing, not, not a person. And that has success. So I said, okay, it's about what corporate world tells you. The American dream, people are asset. Another one that did quite, not as well, but was we are a family at work. So I said, let's, what is that people really are bothered about these days? And that's where the boss versus leader came out. I read another book about uh, brand identity and the archetypes. And that's where the archetype idea came from, actually, from that book. And so I said, well, you know, bosses versus leader is the, in the corporate world, is the best archetype. So then, as I mentioned before, now I'm repeating myself, I look at the feeling wheels that a lot of coaches use. So what is that? And I thought about my experience. At the time I had a, a boss and not a leader. I was fortunate in my career. I had more leaders than bosses, but that's when that guy hits you, you remember for your entire life. And anxiety was the word that came all the way. And also looking at, thinking about people that are out there looking for a job or struggling with their work. And anxiety is, I thought it was a strong word to use, right? Yeah, and I put it together by doing that. And so... I said, oh, then it went to 100,000. I said, okay, fine, you know, that's better than the other. And then then he just, I don't know, took well, it well, out of his own. How many views do you have now? Three millions. And that was three weeks ago. So, But really, that's, I think if you ask me, I think what that did for me, because I was, my goal to be on LinkedIn is to to increase my followers because I got something coming out in January that, I think it will be good if I have a bigger following. So I was very happy because my follower went from where I was to where I am now, which is four time growth, fourth time growth in the space of basically a month. And so that's that was my aim when I start writing regularly, you know, to, to increase my following, to have a base when I will launch my program and other things that I will not disclose. So like Steve Jobs, don't say everything. <laughs> so you haven't yet really leveraged that for any no. kind of service, just organic followers that follow. And no, I, as I said, I have not leveraged it. I'm planning to eventually. I think there's, given the response to some of the posts, et cetera, and, and given the the challenge of a lot of company to to retain people, to to grow people faster, to change, kind of to refresh the generation. I think one thing that a lot of people says is, if you want to be successful at work, you need to have a strong bench. And a lot of people don't look at their bench. They don't look at the leadership bench. They don't spend time to develop people. I think I will be able to help with that. Did you have people reach out to you and sort of, want to talk with you yes i did what, what kind of like people what, what kind of reactions did you get 
young people that are starting their career and they ask me, will you help me? Can you help me? They ask for advice. Yeah, which I give freely. And I have a calendar now, so it's quite full. <laughs> I don't have many hours per day, but it's getting full. And as I said, at the moment, I'm not yet charging. That's it. And I'm one thing I'm happy is that when I started, I had a vision, I had a plan. I was I managed to be disciplined and I was a bit lucky, a bit uh, put the work in to achieve a goal that I set up for myself. So it's been a good experience now. You know, it's not finished by any means. It works, but you need to put in the hours and the learning. As I said, as you notice throughout a lot of the stuff, yeah, there's a lot of people that give this advice here and there, but I read three books, four books, studied writing. And if I can do this in the space of four months, trust me, I was never the most clever person in the room. So if I can do it, anybody can. Uh, uh, when, why and when should people reach out to you? Uh, this is your spot. They need to reach out to me if they're struggling managing their team. If they're struggling to motivate their team, they should definitely reach out to me if they go in the office in the morning and everybody is like that. That's it. If your team morale is low, I can fix that. Great. Thank you for so much for your time. People, I guess, can find you on LinkedIn. I'm looking yes. for Enrico Viscaro. All I've left to say is thank you for your time. It was super inspiring to hear your story. And I don't know, I can really relate to, I wish I had, would have had someone like you when I started my career, someone with more experience and would have told me what not to do. And guess that would have saved me a lot of detours that I've taken because nobody told me. That's the whole idea. Thanks a lot. I think you understand me very well. And thanks for having me. I follow you as well. And I, I love your carousels and I've learned from them too. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the How I Went Viral podcast. We would love to see your takeaways from this interview. Please visit Simon's profile on LinkedIn and leave a comment or ask a question on one of his LinkedIn posts for this series. If you like the show and want to listen to conversations with LinkedIn influencers, please follow Simon on LinkedIn and subscribe to the company page of Storylux.